This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Miles Danhausen Jr. And today we are talking to John Jarish from the Door County Vis- or Door Ca- Destination Door County. <laughs> It'll take seven or eight more years before I get used to this, John. But uh, thanks for jumping on the podcast today. Yeah, you bet. Glad to be here. And don't worry about it. We still have people calling us the Door County Chamber of Commerce. So <laughs> yeah, it mean, happens. It still happens to me. And that, yep. that was, what, 15 years ago. Um but you've been there for all three iterations, so it's got to be even more confusing. Yeah, not all of them. We started out as something way different back in 1891 <laughs> when we were founded. But yeah, yeah, I've been around for a couple of different ones, and I'm happy about that. Yeah. Um, and John, I asked you to come on and join the podcast today because obviously we're getting into the spring season when all these businesses are, they've, they've gotten their like month or six weeks of maybe some brain space, and now they're going, okay, what is 2021 going to look like? And I think it's important because... You and I both sit on the Door County Business Recovery Task Force, which is a combination of public health, uh, Door County Economic Development Corporation, the Door County Medical Center, and several other different people who have their hands very intimately tied into what's going on from a public health standpoint and business standpoint in the county. And generally, the public doesn't know what this task force is probably, but a lot of the signage, a lot of the messaging that's gone out has come kind of out of that committee and a lot of work on your your behalf mostly but we we do know that businesses have a lot of questions and it's coming down that like the you know the messaging is going to be different this summer than it was last year and i i think um any guidance we can give to businesses is is helpful yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we, we are continually figuring out appropriate messaging given the time, and it's been changing, as you indicated. You know, what we said last year, certainly different than what we're going to be saying this year. Um, and what we would say today would likely change based on, you know, if, if based on what we might say in three months from now. Um, right. And I think one of the things that we've learned is we've got to remain flexible and, yes. um, and willing to change our narrative based on the current conditions. And, um, and I think for any destination marketing and, and uh, management organization, it's important to do that, especially now. And it, that's become even more evident here in the last 12 months. Yeah. I mean, you guys have had an incredibly difficult job and everybody even talk about destinations, Sturgeon Bay, Destination Door County, Sister Bay Advancement Association, Bailey's Harbor Community Association, all these groups and the people in charge of them. It's tough because you still have a charge of like, hey, our job is to bring tourists here. That's what we are paid to do and give them a great experience on top of that. And now it's a question of like, should we be doing our job is essentially what the last year has been and finding the appropriate way to do that. And then also once we realized people were going to travel no matter what, then it really became like, what is the way to tell them to do it safely? Yeah. And that's what the world you've been living in, which is a, it's so special. So much different than a normal job. Yeah, it's it's a little it's it's a little different, <laughs> but um, but you know I think it's been important that we've been able to be flexible and kind of roll with the times, and um, and I think that's partly why Door County had a, a really, all things considered, uh, fared better last year in 2020 than than a lot of destinations around the country did. Yeah, and um, and yeah, we were still down on some level, and some businesses really really struggled, and um, it wasn't great for everybody, but collectively 
collectively, when we look at numbers, um, our numbers were, were down, but down a lot less here than they were in, in other parts of the country right. and even parts of Wisconsin. And I think the messaging that, that you know, we, we put out and that a lot of our community business associations put out were, you know, played into that and, and it helped visitors feel more comfortable here. Yep. And in fact, some of our travel sentiment surveys that we did last year showed that, that visitors were more comfortable coming to Door County to visit last year than they were going to other places. And so I think that helped to reassure us that the messaging we were putting out at the time was the appropriate messaging yeah. uh, at that point. I, I think a lot of people were early on, especially people were saying, oh, we're getting all these crowds of people because they were like, oh, I heard Door County has no rules. And then I think the businesses and, and the messaging that went out, at least it didn't change that for everybody, but it, it changed some of it. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and allowed people, you know, seeing those signs right as you come into the county of mask up, we're all doing this together yeah. and, and businesses trying to reinforce that. But it's, it, it's tough for everybody and it's going to be tough for the next few months and it's not going to disappear this summer. But there it also will. I don't think. And again, we're not speaking on behalf of the, the task force here. Um, but just from our role of myself in the newspaper and, and trying to get the most accurate information out that I can and your role at, at Destination Door County doing the same. Uh, I just thought it'd be a helpful conversation here to, to say like, all right, where are we at? What does it look like? What does two months from now look like? And maybe what might we be able to do this summer? Um, and not just for our business owners, obviously, but for the visitors to know what's coming up and how they should treat this summer a little bit. Yeah. Because the message isn't just for the business owners. It's for the visitors who get here. How, what should you expect? How should you be acting and, and treating these businesses? Yeah. And I think that's going to be an important message that we put out there is, um, number one, what the expectation can be for our visitors for when they visit this year. And number two, what we expect of them. And, and we kind of really, we put that on, we put that out there to them last year, really for the first time in terms of, look, we'd love to have you. You're welcome in Door County, but we're going to ask you to do this, this, and this while you're here. And in a way, we're, we're doing that now with our pledge that we rolled out and it's it's kind of a um, it, it really it it kicked it up tenfold because of masking and social distancing and yeah. and all the things that came with the pandemic in terms of what we're asking our visitors yeah. to do while they're here but there are other things and we've been working on this other these other things for for a couple of years in terms of getting to the point now where we can roll out our pledge but that's you know travel responsibly the seven um, working with leave no trace center for outdoor ethics that's what kind of what what our main pledges is rolls around in terms of traveling responsibly. You know, don't go off the trails, pick up your trash, be, you know, be kind. And there, there's seven different ones that we did. And, and yeah, you're uh, talking more about from a sustainability aspect. Yeah. Like, that's, hey, keep this place beautiful for the next generation. Yeah. So the things that we're, we've been asking because of the pandemic visitors to do kind of were, it, it rolled into that, so to speak. And it, those took the forefront because they had right. to, in order to allow people to continue to travel last year. And I think some of those things and Perhaps many of them are going to continue and be necessary still again this year. Yeah. Much to the chagrin of some people. <laughs> um, but really, when you look at the impact that tourism has on Door County, um, if it's as simple as trying to wear a mask and not trying, but wearing a mask. Yeah. And also keeping your distance a little bit more from people than maybe you'd like to. But if we need to do that for one more year, one more season, um, to make sure that we have as many places open in 2022 as possible, then I, I think it's a no-brainer. And yes, we need to do it that we should and, and we'll all get through it again, just like we did last year. So let's set a little bit of the baseline here. As we record today in Wisconsin, over 50% of the people over the age of 65 
have received their first dose of vaccination, which obviously we'd all like things to be moving a lot faster, but we're two months into that stage where we're actually vaccinating those people and we've got halfway there. This is the most vulnerable population, the most at risk. Um, and now the vaccine supplies are ramping up even more. In Door County, we have over 20% of the total population is has their first dose. And that's going up rapidly. And once the supplies go up, uh, public health and the Door County Medical Center, like they have said they would be able to do a minimum of a thousand vaccinations a day, maybe significantly more than that. So if the supply gets there, you can see like the, the vaccination progress ramp up pretty substantially, very quickly. Of course, it doesn't just depend on Wisconsin numbers and Door County numbers because we bring in visitors from all over the area. So it's not as simple as just looking at Wisconsin, but I think that's a good baseline to think about. And when you look at this virus and you look at where the risk is, the biggest thing we've all been worried about is, is going to the hospital and dying from this disease. And most of those deaths and most of those hospitalizations are people over the age of 65. Once you vaccinate everybody who wants a vaccine over the age of 65, you're talking, your numbers drop. They actually do become pretty similar to the flu. And I don't want to say, because it's, it's bugged me when people say it's the flu. Like, yes, if you're under 60, it is, your risk level is more like the flu. Um, but the reason we all have to lock down is because we all have parents. We all have friends with parents. We all have yeah. loved ones that are older and we like us getting it isn't just about us dying or being hospitalized. It's about us spreading it to those people and putting them in the hospital and dying um, alone and in the worst imaginable way. So that being the baseline, you do, in my opinion, once you get to a point where you have everyone over 60, 65 who wants a vaccine has a vaccine, you do have to reevaluate how we approach this disease and what is safe and not safe. And I know from a public health standpoint, they're, they're very loath to change the messaging on any of this, but from a look at the data standpoint, I, I think that has, the businesses have to look at that as well in terms of the decisions they make. And the visitor has to look at that as well. Like if a business decides in May, as long as there's no rule against it, no law against it, that, you know what, the numbers tell me that this is a risk I I'm willing to take and my, my employees are safe and we're going to, we're still going to mask and be distant. But like this type, like we saw last year, a lot of like kind of shaming of businesses. If they, if they had a patio that was full of people, we saw people pointing it out on social media and saying, they're so crowded. Like they're, that's terrible. They shouldn't be open. The evidence now has told us there's very few, if any outbreaks tied to outdoor gatherings with distancing. So we shouldn't be shaming those businesses. Yeah, yeah. And, and when you look at the some of the national studies that we've seen uh, in terms of travel sentiment, the visitors, uh, you know, the more that the vaccine gets distributed and, and in the arms of people around the country and here in Wisconsin and throughout the Midwest, the more people are indicating in travel surveys that they're going to be willing to travel. Yeah. And I think this year we'll see an uptick in the folks that we maybe didn't see many of last year in that over 65, the baby boomers that had been coming to Door County the last 20 or 30 years consistently every year and decided not to come last year because right. they just weren't comfortable traveling anywhere. Um, and we heard that all the time that, you know, there were so many new visitors. It was a different clientele last year. I was year. hearing the same thing from everyone I talked to. Yeah. Um, so, you know, our hope is that once we got those people, all the first timers in the door last year to experience how 
great Door County is, yeah. frankly, um, you know, that they'll come back in, in some numbers to experience us again. But we also will have an opportunity, hopefully, um, to get the, the folks that decided not to come back last year. Um, and so that, you know, when you look at those numbers, that that's a formula for a, a potentially really good season in Door right. County from a tourism standpoint. Um, and again, when you look at some of the key findings in travel sentiment surveys that have been done here uh, and have been going on, the, that, that's that's reflected in the results that we're seeing. More and more people are saying, hey, I'm going to be more comfortable traveling this year, whether it's just because the caseloads are down, uh, whether it's because they're just more comfortable with traveling now, and in particular because the number of vaccines and vaccinations continues to go up. And when you hear President Biden say uh, late last month about, you know, he thinks that uh, anybody in America that wants to have a vaccine by the end of May is going to have a chance to get one. Uh, whether that that not that happens, I guess, remains to be seen. But when he's saying that, I think that also, is another thing that will reassure people that, you know, look, um, I want to travel this summer. Maybe it's not going to be in May. Maybe it's in June or July or August or planning for the fall. But that uh, it's another thing that I think gives people confidence to start honestly considering a vacation somewhere. Yeah. Um, And it, it puts it back on the table in terms of, well, should we or shouldn't we? Um, yeah. And so that's a good thing. And again, looking at some of the numbers that we see, uh, more and more people each week now, and ha- we've seen this the last couple of months, uh, are saying, you know what, I'm comfortable traveling now and I'm going to plan a trip here in the next six months. Right. So, and I think, like I look at myself, like I still haven't sat inside a dining room in almost a year now. Um, but, you know, it's getting to that point where I'm st- you know, as the vaccines roll out and you're like, okay, if this place looks safe, if they're doing the ventilation things, like I'd, I'd start to con- consider doing that. I've eaten way too much takeout probably. <laughs> um, but the, and I desperately miss it. Like I, I yeah. I, yeah. Um, and I should be clear, like any, any talk of like I, I, everything I talk about in terms of relaxing and changing our thinking is all about like, once we get to that point, it's not now to, in my mind, I think Texas, opening things wide open is like, Hey, just take two more weeks and make sure you get this tamp down. Like get, get those people over 65 vaccinated, make sure we've lessened that demand to the point, um, that we feel we've gotten most, if not all of those people. Uh, but then that's when it changes. So just to be clear to any listener, I'm not saying like today, these things are wide open, but, and I think even at that point, it's still wear a mask because, yeah the business owners don't know if you're vaccinated or not Mm -hmm. and they can't be asking everybody. So still wear the mask, be polite and just know that we're getting, you know, in sort of a catastrophe or some unknown thing going on with this virus, we're getting there. We're getting close to the other side of this. Yeah. Um, Well, and the other thing I think that's important to think about in terms of mask wearing, it's just one example, but it's a big one, um, is that when we look at overall experience levels and, and the, um, and how comfortable people are that are here this year, no doubt you're going to have visitors that are here that are going to be way more comfortable in a mask, whether they've been vaccinated or not. And so um, when you look at across the whole, Door County spectrum. The more people can be in masks, I think the more people are just going to be more comfortable while they're here yeah. and be able to relax more and enjoy themselves more and hopefully spend a little bit more money and uh, and just have an overall better feeling about being in Door County. So it's going to be one more year, uh, I think, but overall and Fortunately, and as we've all seen, Door County has amazing outdoor opportunities. Yeah. And that's going to, again, be a critical factor, I think, in having people be comfortable planning a trip and actually taking a trip here next year, this, this coming season. And, you know, we've already seen 
businesses step up their outdoor game for this coming year. Yeah. Places adding outdoor capacity, adding in an outdoor patio, offering uh, you know more full service outdoor dining experiences, and that's great. And I think even after this year, that's just a great trend. Those, those were all good before, before COVID ever yeah. existed, right? <laughs> I mean, you saw Al Johnson's Tabor, uh, Husby's Garage Bar, Sunny's down in Surgeon Bay. People like being outside. Yeah, <laughs> kitties like all these yeah. patios were thriving. So this actually spurred a lot of businesses to make that step. And honestly, it financially probably made it possible because of some of the grants and funds that were yeah. available yeah. to support them to do that that they wouldn't have spent on before. Yeah. So absolutely, that's not to minimize all the other damage and stuff, but it, it may for those who were able to to squeak through, it might actually lead to better days in the future yeah. and, a, and a better version of their restaurant or store and, or experience. Yeah. Um, I think you say like ex- expecting to wear masks, that's a big thing. And as you get those vaccinations, one of the things, the last things we we're waiting on definitive evidence for, but there are some initial studies is vaccinated people, the warnings early on is like, well, you still can't do anything because we don't know if you can still transmit the virus. Most evidence of the studies so far, they're preliminary, show that if you transmit it, if you have the vaccine, you are a very low level of transmission risk to other people. So you're not, it's it's not one of those things where like, okay, you have the vaccine, but you could still spread it to all these people. You could hypothetically, but most of the evidence so far says that's that's not a very high level of risk and it's it's some level of risk. And all the evidence so far shows the vaccines are incredibly effective at preventing hospitalization and death. So you throw those into the equation and, and the vaccines are working better than anyone actually hoped these initial ones would. Even the Johnson and Johnson one, some of the headlines have been a little deceptive because they, you know, it's it's not quite as effective at preventing serious infection, but it's still preventing hospitalizations and deaths. So that's the evidence so far. If you if it does, you know, another month from now, if we're still seeing like, hey, it, you're not transmitting this if you have the vaccine, you're not a big super spreader, that changes it as well. That's kind of the last hurdle for public health to start changing some of their yeah. advice yeah. so far. So that's the one caveat I'd throw in here into everything I'm saying. And also, obviously, if one of the variants goes crazy or there's some massive disruption to vaccine supply, that changes the timelines on almost anything we're talking about. Yeah. But... Last summer, one, one of the things that caused a lot of problems is people would see a crowded beach and and shame all those people on the beach. People would see a, a crowded patio or just a lot of people on a sidewalk. And they, you know, there was this knee jerk anger that people would have. And I still think like in a crowded atmosphere, a mask is a good idea, yeah. <laughs> no, no matter what. Yeah. Um, but outdoors, it, it does seem that like most outdoor activities are safe. Like county league baseball is safe. Kids playing sports outside is safe doing something inside in a gym, basketball, that becomes a different story. The other thing you talked about with masking is everyone thought it was so difficult. We've seen p- gyms full of people working out hard with a mask on. Yeah. Um, my, my late mom, she was in rehab during the pandemic with uh, a, a, off, off of a heart attack and dealing with lung cancer. And she was in rehab with a mask on and she was fine. She was almost 80 years old. Yeah. So we found we could do a lot of things. And there was also that thing of, oh, you're not going to convince a kids aren't going to wear masks. Like they seem pretty good about wearing masks, actually. Like they yeah. do what adults tell you. What do you know? Yeah. Um, so a lot of those initial hurdles weren't nearly the level of hurdle that we initially thought they were. Yeah. So that, that makes that easier to do. But like outdoor is safe. Beaches are generally safe. The viruses, most evidence shows that it does worse in outdoor weather in it's spreads farther, not direct. You know, obviously if you're talking one inch from somebody's face or very close, that's a different story. Yeah. yeah. But 
in most cases, parks are safe. And another thing people saw, oh, there's a big line of people going into the state park. What's that's so bad. It's like, no, that's good. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing that I think like the visitor needs to know too. like ratchet down the tension, ratchet down the anger, ratchet down the judging. Um, and then the thing that really remains to be seen is what happens with these indoor spaces, which is a huge concern for all of our nonprofits and our um, our cultural organizations, your yeah, yeah. end players, your AFT and things like that. Yeah. And that's going to, that's still, I, I, unfortunately, I think the the jury is still out on what's going to happen there. Um, and there's a lot, at least as of right now, right. early, early March, um, you know, there's just so many things that go into, to putting on a production that we just don't, that nobody thinks about because we don't have to, unless you're actually in that business or in that organization. Right. But there's so many things that go on behind the scenes. Um, you know, if you're looking at, 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 at actors that are equity, right? And there's a whole bunch of rules that nobody ever thinks about if, if you're just going to a show. Right. But like all play into the experience and, and what it's like for an actor to be working. And so there's a lot of different things like that, that, you know, again, that will play into any decisions that are made here in the next couple of months yeah. and the planning ahead, you know, and that's such a key, uh, a key thing that again, nobody thinks about unless you're sitting there and the curtain opens and you're just thinking, you know, but there's so much more planning that goes into these things than people realize. And you also have other factors like, uh, let's say Northern sky, is the DNR going to let them perform in Peninsula right. State Park? I, I don't know. I don't. We I, ran into that same question yep. with the Door County Half Marathon, which last week we we announced we were postponing to October, and we are very confident we'll be able to do it by October. Um, that's the level of constant confidence I have in where things are going. Yeah. Um, safety wise, could we have pulled it off in my mind safely? In May, I believe we could have. We probably would not have had like a post-event gathering at the park where we'd push everything together. But the the run itself, we could have done that. Um, but there's all those other things that go into it. Like you say, like where do you send those people afterward? How do you get them in and out of the park on the trolleys and things like that? Could you even do that? Probably not feel really good about putting 80 people on a bus yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then having them sweat and come back and mm -hmm. interact. But we had to make that call now because... You have to market, you have to recruit volunteers, you have to decide which volunteers are comfortable being in that situation, which would might be very hard because a lot of our volunteer base in Door County is over the age of 65. Yeah. Um, and then just all the logistics and can you get the permits from the safety and art to, to yeah. do that sort of event? Yeah. So yeah, there's so many hurdles to plan it. And like you said, with the theaters, they have to line up those actors and stuff and, and all the rights and, and market those shows, plus figure out how to put them on in a healthy, safe way yeah, now. Yeah. So they have a very critical, you know, probably four to six weeks now, because I think it was early April when they had to announce, some of them had to announce postponements or cancellations just because of that lead time yeah. and the rehearsals and all the things you have to do to prepare for the season. Yeah. Well, and I know in some cases they're, you know, they're doing auditions, you know, in maybe even last year for shows this coming year. And right. maybe in some cases the first quarter of this year for, so yeah, there's a lot more that goes into it. Um, and you know, the thing that they don't know, and this is one of the biggest things is to make sure a show is profitable, you know, they have to have a certain number of seats filled at, yeah. at every show, right? And not knowing what they may be allowed to do in terms of, of seats. Because if you look at the, uh, the big events that are happening now, they're still social distancing. They're not right. able to go full capacity by any stretch. No. Um, and, you know, I don't know what those numbers look like for some of our organizations here, but even saying 50% may not make it profitable. Um, yeah. 50% capacity. So those are all things I know that they 
they have to look at and that, that go into their decisions, whatever they may be. And, uh, you know, obviously we hope that we can get as many of those things back. And there are grumblings now, good grumblings about, um, you know, certain things, concerts in the park may be coming back on yeah. some level this year. And I think that's great. Um, so I think we're, we're going to see some smaller steps being taken this year Yeah. Uh, in terms of some of those things that didn't happen last year because of the crowd issue. But in places where it makes sense, where they can be spread out a little bit more, um, you know, I think we may see, uh, you know, see some effort in trying to have some of those events this year. But I, um, you know, without with, with without sounding too much like a, a pessimist, I do think that we're not going to be back to normal until 2022. Yeah, I don't think normal normal is is on the horizon. I think if the vaccine progress continues as it, as it is, I think it could come back sooner than, than sure. people yeah. realize. And I think for some people, there is some level of public planning that has to go like, there's only so much people are going to bear. Yeah. You know, from a business owner standpoint, from a visitor standpoint, you look at people who've put off their wedding for another year, how many people are going to continue to do that? And then how can that industry survive if there's still so much like cancellation and postponement? Yeah. Um, so the one thing I look at with that industry is, I would I would still like not be planning large indoor gatherings and and at least until we get a couple more months into it and they they really see where this this thing's at. Mm-hmm. But you know an outdoor gathering under a tent without the sides down with plenty of ventilation is probably relatively safe, pretty safe I would say. Especially if all your guests over sixty five are vaccinated. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you're 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 talking about a pretty safe event. Um, but. That would be the the thing like that if I were planning a wedding this year, I'd be looking at things like that and, and having things spaced out and eliminate those ap- opportunities for yeah. a bunch of people to be inside in one small space. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's way to, ways to do it. And I think we need to do more to let people know how to do something versus all the things you can't do. Just saying you can't. Because we do sure. know now that there are ways to do these things. Mm-hmm. Not not everything, but there are ways to do a lot more of what, what we thought this time not not even this time last year, but probably like April of last year, it just seemed like nothing because we know also surfaces are not a spreader of this disease. So if you are listening to this and you are still wiping down your groceries <laughs> or, or being over the top about every doorknob, like all the evidence shows that the fomites, the, you know, the chances of catching this from something being on a doorknob or on a surface are very slim. You should still wipe down your surfaces a lot. Like everybody should still yeah. sanitize a lot, yeah. but that should not be like if a restaurant says we had a case, so we have to sanitize everything. Like that shouldn't affect your, your feeling of safety or not mm. at all. If they say we had a case, we're going to ventilate everything better. Then you, that's a good sign that that restaurant knows what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I think people have fortunately learned from a lot of what's happened and, and what, things they can do and that goes for health and safety issues but that also goes to figuring out ways to safely do things uh, like uh, you know small events or maybe uh, you know small concerts or but utilizing outdoor spaces creating new outdoor spaces that are in a safer atmosphere for people versus inside yeah and um, and that's you know I think Door County's ingenuity really shined through last year and I think it will continue to do so this year in terms of you know people figuring it out yeah and finding ways to to keep things moving forward, um, not only for their own bottom line, but for the experience of our residents and for our visitors too. Yeah. I think we've all invested a lot in heaters and fire pits. <laughs> we keep using those. Yeah. I talked to a, um, a couple of different people who do a firewood and I'm always procrastinating and I thinking that I'm going to chop enough wood for myself. And then at the last <laughs> second I call and they're like, well, we can get you one cord or something like that. And, and then I get the, the worst cord in the pile. But I talked to a few people this fall and they said, yeah, we're fresh out. Like we could not 
if we'd have known in May, really to, to do firewood and have it seasoned properly, you'd actually almost need to know a season earlier and yeah. nobody could have had that foresight. Mm-hmm. But the campgrounds, every business burning fire and firewood all the time. And they were fresh out by the time fall came around. They're like, we could have made so much money this year yeah. if we just knew how much supply we needed. They just couldn't get enough. Yeah. Even yeah. with all the ash trees being cut down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah, I, hopefully they'll all be ready for that this year. Uh, I'm sure they were all busy over the winter and um, getting firewood, but yeah. And that's one of those things, you know, and, and overall I think that's great. Cause I think, you know, having these new, some of these new outdoor spaces. And I know, I, I, I know a couple of places that put in fire pits that didn't normally have them or hadn't had them before last year and it's just it's a cool atmosphere you know yeah, i mean I, I even in the winter like yeah. new year's eve we had a fire pit on our deck and some friends over like sitting around outside and watching some fireworks in sister bay of course my my dog proceeded to get spooked by the fireworks and <laughs> sprint off two miles away thanks to the uh sweet old lady who found my dog um <laughs> that was a fun way to spend new year's eve anyway the earlier part sitting around the campfire was a lot of fun yeah. and it's it's nice even in the cold you know even mm-hmm. I, I think we're, we're a hardy people. <laughs> so yeah. well, I've actually whole, had a lot of fun finding new ways to be outside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the whole atmosphere around campfires, I think fits well with the door County experience that everybody kind of has in their mind. And that I think portrays us well. Yeah. Um, and so it, it plays into that as well. And I think that's a good thing. So what is your thought? What does door County look like? best case scenario for you in like mid-July and I hate to put you on the spot here to predict it sure this is not like hey this is what it's going to be don't hold John to this but like (laughs) curious what you're thinking I I mean we're I think we're going to be making and we've if you go back in the last six months you've seen incremental steps have been made in terms of progress on things and comfortability by people of being out and about a little bit more and the surveys that we see the travel sentiment surveys kind of bear this out so I think we'll continue to make incremental steps from where we are today So by July, um, I think people will still be in masks, um, but I think people will be a lot more comfortable being out and about. I do think that our outdoor experiences are going to continue to see very strong interest. And those experiences and the places that have outdoor experiences are going to be the ones that are probably going to see the biggest, um, you know, the biggest potential for a great season. Um, I think, frankly... I think a lot of people will because the pent up travel demand is is there um, for people that haven't traveled, certainly. So people are going to want to get out. They're going to want to find an excuse to go to Door County this summer or to go on any trip. Yeah. Um, and so as long as we're ready for that and and have things in place and are, are sharing the right messaging with our visitors while they're planning and when they're here, I think that everybody's going to be able to have a, a safe, safer and a, and a more comfortable trip this summer. So, you know, whether or not we're able to to have some of those experiences where large gatherings of people get together like a festival or a full theater man i just I, at this point in time i don't see even enough evidence that we're going to be at that point in mm. july unfortunately but i just well, that's my own opinion yeah. as of early march um i would love to be incorrect <laughs> um <laughs> but that's where i think we'll be at this point you know looking at it right now in july yeah um so you know some of the community festivals i mean i know we you and i have talked about this what do we tell these organizations you know about this year how, how can somebody have an event safely 
Um, and I, it, that's a hard question to ask or answer because, uh, you know, I'm not a medical professional, so I don't know necessarily what the science is saying in terms of medical studies that are being done. Um, what I do think is that people will be able to gather. Not they're, Shoulder to shoulder is still not going to be something that I would probably I'm not recommend. hopping in a mosh pit anytime soon. No. And I don't think most people would be comfortable in a shoulder-to-shoulder scenario. Um, I mean, that's why we didn't have the polar bear swim this year, even though it was outside, right? Um, I don't think people are going to be that comfortable yet. At least the majority of people won't be. Um, But, you know, again, concerts in the park, that could be something that people would be able to do if they're in their own little pod or their own little group with enough distance around them. They'll be able to do those sorts of things. Um, And again, so many things that we have here in Door County, you don't necessarily have to be in a large group to have a great great time we saw that last year it's possible you know what does door county look like without festivals well we learned last year yeah um and it's still fabulous (laughs) frankly and uh and so i think we'll get back to some of that stuff but a lot of the things that were popular last summer i think will be as or even more popular this summer because it's still a safe space for people to be in i am a little more optimistic than you and that it comes with the big caveat of like where the numbers are going. Um, just in, from all my conversations with a, a lot of doctors and, and public health professionals over the last year and covering this, and then just diving deep into the data like almost every day uh, and, and seeing what the risk level is, it is about a, you know, we don't stop all these things when the flu is raging, right? So if you get this thing down to a level where it really is close to the flu, and it's not like the is as long as you don't have people over 65 vaccinated, you are talking about something that's like 15 times as deadly as the flu. That is a big deal. Like, yeah. that is, like I'm not trying to diminish that at all. But if you effectively take that out of the equation and then you start getting all the immunocompromised people and, and all the other people who are at risk, then the rest of the general population and your healthcare workers are vaccinated. So you're not dealing with a situation where, all right, we get a bunch of COVID patients and then our healthcare workers get sick and then we're down healthcare workers, all those things. You don't have that just like domino effect. The The determination on what we are willing to do and take risks on is a much different thing and we're talking about a much lower risk environment. So to me, that leaves a little more possibility for doing something, especially outdoors things. Yeah. I, I think you get to a point where, no, I wouldn't want to crowd everyone into a, a race corral shoulder to shoulder right away, but the outdoor events get pretty darn safe you know we've we've had high school football we've had a lot of high school sporting events indoor and outdoor um this whole winter without to my knowledge and i think this would be a big headline if it were happening you're not seeing a lot of outbreaks tied to those yeah i don't think worldwide there are only one or two um outbreaks of any significance tied to outdoor gatherings of any kind um i think there was a a soccer match early on in italy with a crowd like a full capacity crowd before anyone knew that this disease existed and a couple other small ones, but generally you're not seeing it. And last summer there were massive crowds at the outdoor beer gardens in downtown at beaches. And you never saw our caseload in, in Door County was never tied to those crowds. We had a hundred cases by the end of August. It all came in the fall when we, when kids returned to school in some cases, when weddings kind of picked up again, people started doing some, some funerals and, and packed in things and, and people started going inside because the temperature dropped. Yeah. But the outdoor events in the summer, despite the the large crowds that everyone saw up here, were not tied to, did not drive an increase in cases. So there is a lot of evidence there now that we can actually make informed decisions instead of guesses. Like last year, we stopped everything because we didn't know. Yeah. Which was the right thing to do. Um, 
And if more people would have stopped, we probably would have <laughs> like saved ourselves a lot of this pain. Mm. But so that's where I look at mid-July possibly being a little bit better scenario than, than you're talking about. But it's that's all based on a lot of things over the next two months, a lot of progress being made and a lot of smart decisions, a lot of good logistics being pulled off in terms of vaccines. So there's a lot of what ifs there. But if you base that on like, what's that point where we get those people that good chunk of people vaccinated, the most at-risk people vaccinated, then reevaluate and see where we're at. I think there's a lot of possibilities there. Yeah, I do too. And um, and it'll be interesting to watch. You know, I don't think Wisconsin is going to be on the leading edge of, you know, rolling back some of the precautionary right. measures. So we can look at some other states and other areas of the country that are maybe, you know, ahead of where we're at in terms of rollbacks and with, you know, capacity issues, indoor capacity seating and those sorts of things. And we can learn from them. And I think we should, you know, watch with a, a, a careful eye what's going on in some of these other places um, to be able to, to learn from that and figure out what's working for them and and how that can help us make a more informed decision like you said about when our own you know state is saying okay capacity issues are going to be increased by this much by this date um, and hopefully we can utilize that data to the best of our, you know everyone's ability to, to make smart decisions yeah so. and I guess the, the last message that I would say we want to put out is like people shouldn't drop their guard now like we're yeah like just yeah. the good thing is like right now we're seeing one case a day, zero cases a day, two cases a day in Door County. And that's a manageable thing. You can contact Trace on, on those numbers. You, yeah. can, you can know where it's coming from and contain it. And if we can keep it like that for a couple more months, maybe we'll get to a point where most of us are vaccinated. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Fingers are crossed. Certainly the hope, right? <laughs> so, but I, you know, I am, I am optimistic about a good year. Um, I, I think again, a lot of the signs that we look at and the data that we look at is, is pointing in a good direction or in a better direction. And um, so I'm, I'm really optimistic about having a good year in spite of what I may have said about what I think July is going to look like. Right. Well, but, last um, year was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> all things considered, yeah. everybody had to adjust a little bit and that'll still be the case this year. Yep. Um, but I think it'll be a little bit closer to what people in vision uh as being normal whatever that is going to mean moving forward right um and uh, you know uh, people stay resilient and uh and we'll we'll pull through again and then they'll all just have to deal with the age-old door county problem of finding staff yeah yeah that's a whole <laughs> like nother podcast with the uncertainty around <laughs> j1s and yeah. a lot of people just having already uh, in talking to some business owners they've basically thrown in the towel like thinking the more they're just not going to get them again. So J1 being like the, the international workforce that we bring to the county for yeah. those not familiar with mm -hmm. the, the local jargon. But um, that's going to be interesting too if we do have that influx. Because like you said last year, I mean, I didn't travel anywhere else really except for a couple of times to see family over the last year. Yeah. And there's a lot of people like me. There's a ton of people like me and I'm, I'm on the younger side. So then you take all of the older travelers that I, we saw the emails come in. We're not coming to our summer home this year. We're staying put, we're locked down. Well, those people open up and you add them to the people who just discovered the county last year. Yeah, You could be looking at a, a, a massive influx of visitors if things open up a little bit and people feel comfortable, like you said, and not enough people to serve them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, that's certainly an issue that, and it's been an issue for a long time yeah. here. Um, and it's just exacerbated last year with the no J ones and, um, and just everything else, you know, that, that with the pandemic. So that's certainly an issue. I know we're starting later this month to ramp up our advertising of the jobs in com site right. that we have. Um, and, you know, pushing that and trying to get as many of our local employers to post jobs they have on that site. And also that advertising I mentioned is going on 
out to people looking for work and try to encourage them to say, hey, think about Door County. Um, but, you know, one of the things with J1s and frankly for any person coming up here to work is, okay, what's the housing scenario look yeah. like? And, you know, what kind of, what, what, a, what does an employer have in place in terms of protocols if somebody does get the virus? Um, and what does the housing scenario look like if that is the case? You know, can somebody safely quarantine um, if needed? And in and, and, and a lot of our employee housing places, that would be really challenging. Yeah. So those are some of the challenges that I know um, are being brought up and, and our businesses are going to face this year. So the final message for any of our listeners who have a vacation home or property in Door County or an open room, <laughs> call your son, call your daughter, call your, your niece and nephew and tell them to come up to Door County, stay in your house for free. Come on, be, be, yeah. be a good family member and have them work their butts off, work two jobs, put in 60 hours. You're going to teach them something, you know, if they didn't get all yeah. their education in school this year, <laughs> make them get out this summer by coming up here and working and helping our local businesses out. And they're going to make a ton of money. Yeah. They're, they're going to make great cash up here. So, yeah. um, teach them some discipline, right? It's <laughs> That's a great place Miles to be in the out. summer, right? Yeah. yeah. Discipline. I like it. All right. Thank you, John, for joining us and talking through this. And hopefully we're, we can talk in a, a couple months and, and have a much uh, brighter picture for everybody. Yes. That would be fantastic. Always enjoy talking to you, Miles. Thank you. Thanks, John. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at the Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com slash shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.